Welcome to the Letters of the Island. That translates to Letters of the Family, where three siblings, today two siblings, talk about nat- supernatural stories with a Latinx twist. I'm your host today, Robert, and here with me I have... Hi everyone, I am Grace. Unfortunately today, Melody is MIA. She is very busy try, you know, coordinating for her graduation and getting last things in. So she can officially have her bachelor's degree. Yay. Yeah. That's so pretty t- exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for her, for her graduation at the end of the month. It's going to be really, really cool. We're willing to have her, you know, I guess, take priority of school or whatever <laughs> um, for this week. Uh, so we'll let it pass. But <laughs> no, de- she's definitely going to be missed. Oh, for sure. So what is this week's topic? Oh, before we get into that, how was your week? Um, oh, it was good. We went to our cousin's wedding in Vegas. Yeah. I feel like life has been happening so fast. It's like, no, man, that, was, that was only two days ago. Like we were in Vegas yesterday. Yesterday. And it's May already, almost halfway into the year. Um, but her wedding was beautiful. Uh, she was Peruvian themed. She had these cute little llamas and little like Peruvian recuerdos for to give us mm-hmm. um and we nice. had a great time yeah they were so cute right yeah no I really liked it yeah yeah so it, was, it was awesome we went to that Brazilian steakhouse mm-hmm. it, it was pretty cool uh, mm-hmm. I had a great time who would have thunk Vegas like that's dope I know and she looks so beautiful in her dress and it just I feel like it happened really seamless and it wasn't stressful but I may be wrong because weddings yeah. are always stressful but yeah, it seems very effortless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was so well coordinated because right after the wedding they led her to pictures from pictures to the restaurant they ate and then they went to rest but maybe I'm wrong I need to ask her a little more on that everything looked great food is great everybody seemed happy so mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. it a win call it a win call it a win and didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on it so yeah. i'm really happy for them to start their life together we all got stupid drunk oh um, shit yeah we did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so like am i getting married but no i'm always not i'm like why am i so drunk i'm like <laughs> you're up there you're about to start screaming to the the what, what is it a minister but to the to the lady in power that was marrying people, you're about oh, to yeah. her, like, I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> I call dibs. Oh, I was the one asking for vodka in the middle of the ceremony. But, you know, it was cool. It was cool. Is that waterfall alcohol or water? <laughs> so damn. Okay. You're like, Grace, this is a wedding. I'm like, but a wedding in Vegas. So you never know. That would have been really cool, though. That would have been cool. I'm telling you that that's an idea there for a chapel. Casa del Col. Casa del Col. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but other than that, everything is good. Anything else happened with you? No. I mean, the wedding is definitely a highlight for the week. You know? <laughs> it definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, happened quick. Yeah. I couldn't ask for anything better. You know, I had the wedding. And I finished it off with getting secret pizza. Like. Oh, yeah. absolute terrific weekend phenomenal i couldn't have asked for anything better <laughs> if you guys know where secret pizza is at and have tasted it it's good it is very good it is worth you, the trip you guys know what he's talking about unfortunately he brought a whole box to the room but i was so messed up that i did not eat 
And in the morning there was some left, but I was like, if I have a little bit of this, I'm just not going to make it to my plane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were still drunk on the plane. I was, I was, <laughs> I don't even know how I packed everything. Like I really don't, I really don't. And dude, on the plane, there was a guy that wouldn't shut up, dude. I was like, how are you talking at like six in the morning guy? Like the whole plane, right? Like an hour and a half, he was talking. I was just like with my hoodie on trying to like sleep and ignore him. But all I could hear through my sleep, that's wild. That's wild. Who was he talking to? To these girls that were like right next to him. I'm guessing he was trying to pick them up or pick one of them up. And then he's like, wait, I need to give you my number. Wait, don't. And they're like, we don't want it. I don't. That's wild. (laughs) 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 Oh, I don't know. That was, I was like, guy, please stop. But then we got out. We were able to get home safely. Like an hour? It was like an hour 15, give or take. And then uh, and then I had kind of come back and take Sebastian home because he was taking care of my Pisco. Yeah, but it was good. It was a good, it was a good, uh, good flight, good flight back, good get back. Yeah, like I feel like this was a pretty good Vegas trip. Yeah, I had lots of fun. Yeah, I feel like there was minimal drama, which is wild. You wouldn't expect that little drama at a wedding. I uh, know. But it was it was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, this is like the smoothest wedding I've been to. Mind you, I haven't been to many, but it smoothest is this Vegas trip. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I've had many. I've had like three. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I maybe I'm just maybe it, it's because I bring a vibe. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's definitely because you're there, Beto. Uh, but because uh, everybody else's is, is it just sounds so dramatic, like that, like people get lost. And sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, you know, fights happen. No, I've never no. really had a bad Vegas trip. Somebody it's gets just, hurt, arrested. No, I've never had No, never, nothing you like know, that. Knock on wood, but uh, fingers crossed that doesn't happen to me. I know, I know. No, that won't. Well, let's hopefully we can plan like a pool party weekend closer cool. to like August. Maybe that would be nice. Maybe we could like for Joss and for Melody's birthday, we could all go to Vegas and have like a pool weekend. That'd be really cool. That would be cool, no? Like just hang out. A lot of fun. Yeah, and get a cabana or something and just hang. Yeah, that'd be cool because we would just yeah. No, that sounds like a blast. Plus, I really want I really want to go try that uh, buffet at the wind. I haven't heard about it. What about it? I don't know. I heard it's really good. I heard it's really? really good. Yeah. And there's also a few other restaurants that I heard about that are really good. Like there's a steakhouse that supposedly has a phenomenal burger. Like they're like, yeah, everybody says don't get a burger at a steakhouse. They they would rather get the burger than the steak. Really? That good? Yeah. Like I'll double check which one it is. because I, I can't remember the name of that restaurant at the top of my head, but um, that's something to look into. Okay. Well, for August, I'm going to start looking things up. If something comes up, maybe we can coordinate because it would be, it would be fun. Yeah. Cause it's just, uh, I feel like I'm entering a, a new stage in my life where I'm like, like clubbing sounds cool, but I do want to explore the other things in Vegas too now, you know? Mm-hmm. They right. have like, they have like cool like prohibition bars that you like secret bars in there. Yeah. You see, like, I want to be like, like, it'd be cool. Like, hopefully they, like the employees take it really seriously and they're like what's your name eh you know (laughs) that'd be cool I don't know like they don't just 
they don't they're just not cliches in the sense that they just all have handlebar mustaches like i want them to be like i don't know like my name's uh mickey spittoon you see you know I'm like they're just yeah. saying random catchphrases from the 1920s that would be so cool we would need to research a little more to find something but i think there definitely is because i've been going through tiktoks and i have seen some i just haven't really paid attention to like the name of the place so we would have to like look yeah that'd be that'd be really cool you see, there's something there's so many things in Vegas, and I feel like there's a freaking convention every fucking weekend or every mm-hmm. day of something different or something new. They're like the pottery convention of 2023, and it's like, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> like they have a pottery con. I, I don't know. You never know. You never know what's yeah. going on in Vegas. They have a con for everything. Yeah, they do. Oh, or maybe we could go to the Zach Bacon's museum. Oh yeah. That that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. Idea. Yeah, but not go into the room where that doll is. It Robert the doll. No. Robert the doll. We cannot yeah, go in there. Do you remember that video I showed you of Post Malone and him? And then uh, he like he was just like something told me I needed to grab the doll. And Post Malone's like, <laughs> "Don't grab it! Don't grab it!" And he grabs it, and they just stare at each other for like a second. And then Post Malone like then gets into a massive car accident. Like he gets hurt. Like like within the next few months or weeks or something like that like a ton of bad luck happens to him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm just like bro what's your problem like it like don't touch and his thing is something told me to touch like you're being an <laughs> asshole dude what the hell like you just cursed post malone mm. yeah. yeah 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 i definitely would not touch it i don't even want to be in the same room with that doll but uh but i think because of the podcast we would have to go or maybe like research also like scary things happening at the hotel we decide to stay in so that would be cool also yeah because there's quite a few there's a few tiktok pages that i follow like um i think it's called vegas feeds and Mm -hmm. they have like stories about deaths that happen in hotels to like the underground people of vegas or i think they call them old people of vegas where they were talking about how some of them are like, you know, drug addicts and others tend to be like allegedly criminals on the run. Some sometimes they're just people down on their luck. Oh and wow, I've they, never heard of I that. I think they said that there's up to or more than a thousand people in underground. And it's like more common to see them down there in the summer, I guess, because it's so hot. Oh, dang. And they can get shade. I, I want to, because I guess there's like a ton of miles, like I think the, a few hundred miles of just like underground like tunnels all over Vegas. And what were those tunnels used for before? Sewage, I guess. I guess it's supposed to be for like sewage and I forgot what else. And, and they've just uh, stopped using it for that? I think so. Uh, I, I think they said that the most they see these people come out is when it rains. Because I guess when it rains, all the all, like it just floods. Oh shoot! Yeah, I could send you like the the page that it talks about, and um, they have one on every hotel. Not every hotel, but every hotel that's had like a murder or fire. Interesting. I'm gonna look into it. That sounds like so much like so such an interesting fact. I had no idea it was even like, available. Valleys. We stayed at Valleys, right? Yeah, and they have a video of ballets, and they talk about how people died in it from a fire, and I forgot what year. And then mm. MGM has a few. Um, I know Caesars has a few hauntings, like, 
every hotel i mean they've been around for how long you know yeah makes sense you know people yeah, yeah, die yeah, sometimes yeah it sucks it sucks i mean it's called well, city <laughs> exactly for a reason right for a yeah. reason well that's great hopefully we can plan that for the summer have a nice pool party to celebrate the birthdays but today we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic called the canines in mesoamerican lore so how what do you think of this topic what do you think uh i'm super excited when it comes to anything dog related uh i do train dogs for a living and it's a passion of mine so yeah anything i can learn about more you never know when there's a nugget of gold information you never know you don't know what you don't know so yeah. i was super excited to read about this even if it's like lore or myth i'm like ooh, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah i yeah. thought like maybe this is how people thought of dogs in x year i'm like wow that's dope yeah no i agree i'm so excited too because we are like such animal lovers at least especially dog lovers like we mm-hmm. all have dogs like together combined we have how many Melody has two, you have one, one, four. Dad has three, four. that's seven, plus Pancho, eight. Norma has two, ten. We have like ten yeah. dogs, right? Yeah, that's true. And a cat and a bunny. No, cat and two bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a bunny. Yeah. So does our other sister. Yeah. 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 So we have a lot of animals. But okay, so then let's begin. So this all begins. Well, first of all, that they said canines of mesoamerica and i was like wait what is mesoamerica you know so that's the first yeah that's the first thing that i asked myself and so mesoamerica is the historic region of mesoamerica comprises the modern day countries of northern costa rica nicaragua honduras el salvador guatemala belize and central to southern mexico uh, for thousands of years, this area was populated by groups such as the Olmec, Zapotec, Maya, Tol- Toltec, and Aztec peoples. So I found that really interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, because so- I feel like I've heard that term Mesoamerica a lot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I don't know, in my brain, I just thought some part of Latin America. But I'm glad that you gave a clear, concise like definition of what is Mesoamerica. Yeah, so it's basically like Central America and a little bit of Mexico, what mm-hmm. comprises of this Mesoamerican term. Um, and that's basically where our story or our myths, or not even our history that we're going to say, because I feel like today is going to be a history day, a is bit, and, yeah. a, and a little bit of mystery uh, comprised of for the canines. So back in that time, dogs were an integral aspect of the lives of the people of Mesoamerica. Uh, regardless of their location or culture, and throughout the region were recognized as liminal beings belonging not only to the natural world and that of humans, but that but to this world and the next. So they were considered mystical. Hmm. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, because like, I've heard of mystical dogs, like I've heard of dogs coming into dreams, and when you dream about them, they mean something. Or uh, you can find meaning beyond the dog based on how it's behaving. So I remember being told all that when I was younger uh, by my mom and grandma too. Like Mami Lourdes would always like try to interpret the dreams, remember? Oh, yeah. Like they even had dream books. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I'm sure mom still does. Like, and I remember they didn't like have a dream book, you know, like 
things that people do is like they buy a book and they're like wow that's cool i'm gonna read it and then shelf it like no there was little notes in the dream book there was highlights like it's almost like yeah. they studied the dream book yeah so no that, that it was legit i mean it convinced me sometimes you know yeah as yeah. you're growing up like even now i still try to find meaning in dreams unintentionally yeah yeah and i think right now what we talk about is going to make you think a little bit of your dreams as well um so dogs were believed by the Aztec, Maya, and the Tarascan, sorry if I mispronounced that, Tarascan, to travel between worlds, assist the souls of the dead, warn of dangers to the living, and at the same time be regarded as a food source, companion, and guardian in daily life. Um, so just in that sentence right there, like I found it really strange how the dog could not only see, only be considered like a guardian and revered as this sort of like assisting you, your soul through like another plane, but yet they ate them as well. I don't know, to me, it sounded kind of contradictory that you ate them yet you revered them mm -hmm. or maybe because you eat them, you absorb their powers. Yeah, that's where, I, that's where my brain goes. Yeah, like something like that. Like I just... I don't know. You know how us Peruvians, we eat cooies. I mean, I don't, but I know like mm -hmm. my grandma does, mm -hmm. um, but I don't worship them, you know? So it's just, I don't know. It's a little different. I found that interesting. Um, the dogs of the indigenous people are frequently depicted without collars because it seems to have been thought that these would restrict the dog's movement between worlds. So even so collars did exist. <laughs> so fashioned for humans to wear, and it is thought that these developed from dog collars. This model changed with the arrival of Christopher Columbus between 1451 and 1506 in the West Indies in 1492. Uh, so Columbus uh, brought dogs that all wore collars and were much larger than the animals the natives were used to. Uh, the European dog had also been trained for war and were far more savage than any dog a Taino, for example, had ever known. So, Taino. Taino? Taino. Yeah, they're the Puerto Rican, I think, indigenous group. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Tainos had ever known. So they mentioned that the dogs that were here originally, in, well, in Mesoamerica were smaller. So they were like, you guys remember the Mexican dog that had like, has like no hair and only has like a little mohawk. Mm -hmm. So the they're- Cholos Cudler, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, that one. So most mm -hmm. dogs were around like that height. That's mm -hmm. the biggest they got. And they were friendlier. Um, and Christopher Columbus was the one that brought the, uh, the more aggressive dogs and bigger dogs to Mesoamerica. After Columbus, who sailed for, for Spain, more Spanish invaders arrived and made their way through north, through South America to Mesoamerica, bringing Christianity with them. Christianity began to replace indigenous beliefs, and as the Catholic Church claimed dogs had no souls, belief in the supernatural power of the dog declined. Mm. Although there were no doubt many indigenous people who still believed in the dog as, a, as like a god, there is no widespread evidence of this belief after the arrival of the Spanish as compared with pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. So it's just really sad how this was lost. This history was part of history was lost as, you know, they, the people were colonized by the Spaniards. And um, yeah. 
And it is said that we're still looking for more history in order to see exactly how the dog was approached uh, back before Christopher Columbus. And then they also mentioned how dogs would also play an important role in the conquest of the so-called new world as Christopher Columbus employed dogs regularly in crushing the will of the indigenous people. I thought that was so sad. Um, he would use massives uh, in order, yeah, massives to basically attack the people from Mesoamerica. And, um, and he said that one dog was worth 50 men in combat, 50, like five zero in combat. Um, and that's how basically the dogs were interbreeded because obviously not all the dogs died that he brought over to attack. Right. Mm -hmm. And they just interbreeded and that's how more breeds became, came to happen here within the Americas. Um, that's wild, but that's like, like we could just talk about for the rest of the podcast, like how, how different did we make mastiffs that he used them as war dogs back in the day and now they're like now they just chill they lounge you know like they seem like pretty big chill drooly dogs you know? yeah when i think of a mastiff i think of like a dog that just lays down and drools all day and eats <laughs> yeah like nothing too crazy i wouldn't send that dog to war yeah no not at all i feel like it would just lick you to death i wouldn't really do much, much beyond that yeah but yeah i don't know i just thought that was interesting yeah yeah i did too how the dog was used so the the europeans use of the dog coupled with christianity's insistence on dogs as soulless beings led to the dog's loss of status in the region during and after the spanish conquest um, over the last 100 years, however, indigenous beliefs have been making a comeback and the dog is steadily mm -hmm. regarded more in keeping with its earlier than its post-Columbus status. The so-called Mayan revival of the 1920s and 1930s encouraged progressives in the United States and elsewhere to distance themselves from traditional European values by embracing those of Mesoamerica and the ancient status of the dog. Um, so that's, I think that's very nice. That's very, that's very good that we're going back to our roots and really understanding mm -hmm. where we come from um, and learning really of the indigenous culture that we originated from. Um, so yeah, so that's basically my little snippet of the dog. And I kind of went more into history as how the dogs were used um, and how they lost their status, but um, I'm going to pass it over to Beto that's going to talk to you more about how the dog was seen and how the dog was worshipped and and all those fun mystical things. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, everything you just talked about, that, that was a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But yeah, now moving on to like, I guess, myths and legends and a little bit about how different cultures saw them. So first we're going to get into the Mayans. So to Mayans, they were, they were pretty prestigious. They were like really, really important. Mm -hmm. Early legends says that dogs were the ones that brought fire to mankind. Like just that alone, like, whoa. Whoa. Like who would we be without fire, you know? Exactly. Our base supposedly developed due to fire as eating cooked meat, so. And it came from dogs. Mm. Allegedly, you know, the Allegedly. legend says. So that, like that alone is, I think that goes to show just how vital they thought the dog was 
So the classical Mayan period saw the burial of dogs besides their owners. To archaeologists and folklorists, this confirmed the suspicion that the cultural, the cultural thought dogs were creatures who led the dead to the afterlife. Uh, mm. Pottery also depicted this tradition. So that's it's pretty interesting the way they they thought of that, just because it almost seemed like their lives were linked. You know what I mean? Like I die, you die. Mm. You know. So I just thought that was interesting. The dog isn't meant for another owner type of thing. Yeah, like that is my dog. That is my human. And he yeah. dies, I die. Or if he dies, then I must die. <laughs> yeah, it just seems very, uh, I don't know, very interesting, that that thought. But like I said, it also it goes to show like how revered the dog was, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they go into it a little bit. Like, again, we bring up, something disney related for mel you know since she's not here she's still she's not here leaves a little footprint for us (laughs) um so they go about it in the film coco um right there you see the cholo squidly um i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong um it's the dog the black hairless dog with a little white mohawk (laughs) um i think his name was dante yeah Um, it was dante so these hairless dogs were long regarded as guardians who would safeguard homes from evil spirits in ancient times the cholos were sacrificed and buried with their deceased deceased owners so they would lead them safely to the underworld oh that is sad and beautiful at the same time it's like if it wasn't the dog's time to die it still had to be sacrificed yeah so imagine if we live back in the day if i die and beast goes in her prime they would kill her because she would guide me to my afterlife yeah because i mean they probably thought of it as like oh no we gotta kill her dog immediately like the dog has to guide her and Mm -hmm. they're probably thinking the dog is thinking the same thing like i gotta go guide my human yeah you know how selfless the dog is if you think about it if the dog really does think that way obviously and well it's also pretty cool and it makes you think like i don't know if you guys have ever thought this but i remember that happened to us one time where like what if dogs see in almost like another dimension or like frequencies because it does say they were long regarded they were regarded as guardians who would safeguard homes from evil spirits so if you ever see like your dog barks at nothing like what's going on that's scary but you can also remember i mean i think we found a logical explanation to that but Mami Lourdes would always say that the dog absorbs all evil before it gets to us. That's why we should always have a dog. So I don't know if you remember that buddy, our core, remember mm-hmm. Corgi, he was foaming in the mouth. And Mami Lourdes thought that if he would have not absorbed that evil, we, someone in our home would have absorbed it. So yeah, it's just something like a belief that your animal absorbs all the negativity first, then yeah. You. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you had this little, well, you and Mal both had puppy cocker spaniels. Mm. Now, I don't know if you remember your, I think his name was Cody at the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He started barking at nothing in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. At the Beavis house, right? Yeah. That house was fucked up, though. There yeah, was so, so much shit going on in that house. That was creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because who knows what, is, what was he barking at? Because that was the one that we all remember seeing like in person. Like what is happening? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was weird. But it makes you think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So then the, we talk about this other group that were, I guess, uh, regarded as Mayans. They were called the Popol Vuh, mm-hmm. um, which was a text recounting the myths of the Quiche Mayans in Guatemala. So in retaliation for being for being beaten, dogs killed their human attackers. The humans who survived the carnage were turned into monkeys. Damn, so if you beat a dog and they are like, oh, hell no, and they, they go to kill you, and if they don't kill you, you turn into a monkey. <laughs> I, there's some layers we got to talk about real quick. So it basically says like you're an animal if you beat the dog. Mm-hmm. Like you are so dumb. You are you're primal. You are not even human for beating. Wow. That's, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That says a lot. What they thought about animals, though. Yeah. I mean, at does. least a dog. Yeah. So in another tale, the Popol Vuh speaks of the Mayan hero twins sacri- sacrificing a dog who belongs to the lords of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Zibalba, Zibalba. the lords of Zibalba, the underworld. It was then brought back to life, impressed the lords, asked the twins to do the same to them. However, the twins did not follow through with resurrecting them. That made it possible for humans to live on Earth. I'm not exactly sure how I follow that, but Mm. um that's kind of interesting yeah it's it's crazy how much like dogs are connected to people clearly Mm. because like there's so much to deal with death you would think that it'd be cats not dogs i don't know why my brain goes to cats because of egyptians yes yes i was thinking of that i'm like egyptians revere cats and we revere dogs right yeah so contradicting but okay go on yeah so that's what i have for mayans but i do have aztecs um and if you want we'll go through that real quick aztec mix explains the creation of dogs so this is about to go into the origins of allegedly how dogs became so upset by the smoke the only two surviving humans of the great floods created to roast fish the stars of uh, i don't know how to pronounce this called sitla tonak mm-hmm. and sitla likui Oh my God, you're so good at this. I would have uh, totally butchered them way worse. I mean, I think you did a good job, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, like, I like Sitla. That's it. <laughs> well, we'll find um, out if anybody wants to correct me in the comments. Cool. Totally open mm-hmm. for it. Okay. Um, so these two stars angered the great god of Descatlipoca. Mm-hmm. Um, he severed their heads. Oh, wow. So he cut these two, the Sitla the, the twins. Mm-hmm. Or these these two people, they he severed their heads and stitched them on their their rears, which was the creation of the first dog. Damn! So he cut oh. off their heads and put it on the butts. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that was the first dog. All right. All right. Thinking so that's about the, it. The first legend of the first dog. This one goes to see like Aztecs. Clearly, they were like, oh, it's just a human, but for a head for an ass. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to feel about this but yes you're right you're right yeah all right so the next one is the god of fire and lightning uh i think it's pronounced Jolotli, was a monstrous dog so to escape death he transformed himself into a sprout of mice a magi a magwe leaf and then finally a salamander the third time death discovered him Jolotli was discovered was killed and and three kinds of foods were produced from his body Hmm. Mm. interesting so from the dog we were able to get food 
I guess so. He provided I guess food for us. That's what that makes sense. Um, they may have been sacrificed for food mm-hmm. or like harvest. Um, they were kind of raised almost like cattle in some cultures. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah. And so in another myth, um, Cholotle descended to the underworld to steal the bones of previous created men. Once they were retrieved, humans were reborn into the newly created world, which I thought was interesting. That's like, holy crap, like dogs are literally the reason why humans exist, mm. which is incredible because it's like, it goes to say like dogs were here before humans. Yeah, I just come say, but were they? I mean, we don't know. I, I don't know. And I mean, yeah. this would go completely against everything we hear about creation, right? So yeah like adam and eve the whole rib thing yeah 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 it's just yeah it's it's pretty wild Mm -hmm. there's a lot that you could dig up like we could probably talk about this one little like lore for the next 10 to 15 minutes easily that's yeah and bring up the bible and bring up how it just contradicts everything yeah that's a lot that's a lot Mm -hmm. so the next one is the afterlife is a long journey in the aztec lore it is said that most people had to travel through nine realms of Miklan, which is in sense for the underworld. The very first realm of Miklan was called Isquitlan, or the place of dogs. Uh, because of all the dogs who waited on its river shores, a dog who recognized its former owner could carry the person over the river. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Accompanied with a dog buried with them, it could take four years to finish this journey. Damn, that's a journey. As dogs also had dog-like water monster called Awitzlosole, its defining feature was the hand at the end of its curled tail. It would look, lurk along riverbanks, luring and dragging its unsuspecting victims into the water and drowning, drowning and devouring them. Wow. You see, it, don't these two go on opposite ends? So one lore is like this dog guides you, waits for you at the river to take you and have this incredible journey. And the next one, it drowns you as a victim and then eats you like it's just right like i mean yeah, what is it is, the lore is very back and forth uh-huh 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 uh i wonder if like i don't know like different the aztec empire was pretty big so i'm thinking like what if it was just different parts of the aztecs that had different kinds of lore like maybe, maybe. they all didn't believe in one thing you know true it could be maybe they all ate them but they didn't revere them the same way right i mean something yeah, like that 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 one little paragraph it it, it could go into it a little bit too hmm. but uh it is interesting like why is that why is the hand on the tail yeah exactly um, why is the hand on the tail i mean i don't think the dog's tails look like hands no. do they no they don't so and like why does he unsuspecting victims into the water to drown and devour them like, uh, if this dog is so it doesn't need to drown you it can just like rip your throat out (laughs) yeah it doesn't need to do that much work i don't know that's a weird one moving on so those are pretty much the current lore that we know of from the aztec culture um now moving on to the modern lore many of these stories um and beliefs are carried over right so the chinantex and oaxaca believe that the dead will be aided by a black dog to cross the body of water into the land of the dead. Black dogs are also believed in Mexico to be evil sorcerers in disguise, preying on livestock. Depending on the area, they're either called Nahual mm-hmm. or Huaychivo. 
Yucatan folklore also has white beck, an enormous black phantom dog who attacks anyone on its path. When I read this, I thought mm. of this dream that I had that I told you guys about a few months ago. Yeah. Like, it was such a weird, trippy dream. I wrote it down in my notes app. And it was a trip because there was three dogs there and they were all, but they were all white dogs. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. And then I was like, I told my fiance, I'm like, did I die? <laughs> like, was that, like, did I die in my sleep? And was I about to go to the, like, the underworld or something like that? Because in my dream, it did look like I was in hell because everything looked singed, you know? So I'm like, yeah. did I die? I hope not. I don't know. I or don't were know you on I... the verge of crossing over into something else? I don't know. Cause I was with some native American girl that was doing yoga and she was just telling me to let, let's go. And then these, then we see these dogs uh-huh. and then she sees that all of them were cool with me and they were happy to see me. And then she's like, all right, let's go. And then we go in some van and there's a giant tv screen in the van and we're watching an mgk concert and he looks like a dementor which kind of looks like death and then yeah and we're on my way to go see my dad but we end up like i think seeing my oh no we i meet see my dad and then he just talked about my grandpa it was a weird ass dream so i'm like did i die did i transcend into a different dimension I don't know, guys. Uh, I, the trip. <laughs> I, I I have a lot of sleep issues, clearly. I have an overactive imagination as well. Well, we hope not. We hope not. Because, I don't know, I've never seemed to associate dogs as something positive when you dream about with them. Like, when they're in your why. dream. No, because, like, I remember that if a dog, like, bites you in your dream, it means that someone's going to betray you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, I remember associating that in the dream and like, if a dog goes number two, I heard that it's like related to cheesemess and like people are talking about you or talking shit about you. So I remember mommy Lourdes telling me those things. So like, I've never associated dreaming of a dog as positive. I've always seen it as negative. So yeah, that's maybe like a mindset I may need to change after this, after this, after this uh, reading. So mm-hmm something to think about but you know there is the lore of what is it we talked about it the evil dogs with the red eyes the black dogs oh, the dogs of uh, hell what are they called it starts with a c damn it what are they let google it really quick let me see uh, dogs from hell hellhounds hellhounds yeah evil dog with red eyes um the devil's dog the demon dog I mean, these are, this is more of a, a tale from England. Cadejo. No, El Cadejo. We talked about this yeah, already. Yeah, we, we talked about El Cadejo. Yeah, the, the white one and the black Cadejo. Mm-hmm. And so, how, like, one stalks you and one's there to protect you, right? Yeah, so maybe there are two variations of this. There is the evil dog and there is the good dog. Yeah, maybe. Because in that dream, it was three white dogs. In your dream? Yeah. Oh, you see, so maybe you were encountering the good Cadejo. Yeah, I don't know. But it was three white dogs, and they, like, looked like giant American bulldogs, which could kind of look, I guess, like a giant white mastiff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I, like, I don't know. It's a dream, guys. We forget most of our dreams anyway. I just wrote it down as soon as I woke up. I try my best. (laughs) So 
I, I just I can't wait for we're at that point where I could just like upload my dream onto a screen. You know, like, you should really get into lucid dreaming. I, the thing is, I tried, and I guess I don't know. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening to this, but a way to get into it is you have to go to sleep paralysis and then enter lucid dreaming. Oh yeah, no, thank you. And I don't know if that's true. I need to look this back up because uh, it's been a really long time since I've done that. Hmm. and uh i already get sleep paralysis very often and i don't like it so i can imagine yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, i'd rather not do that you know yeah i'll look it up i'll look it up maybe there's a healthier way to get into it without you know traumatizing yourself yeah i agree something less traumatic because sleep paralysis is no fun it's just it's so not to get too off topic but it's just kind of like you're just laying there are you supposed to just be like and I will lucid dream now (laughs) and then try and fall asleep like you know it just it's so frustrating that is funny well hopefully we'll figure it out but that was our take on the myths of canines of Mesoamerica um did you like it Beto uh I did like I I feel like it definitely gave me a few more questions Mm. um but i think that's good right yeah like because it leaves you kind of wondering it does what is is bad what is i don't know how connected we are it makes you really think like on a spiritual level how connected we are with dogs because i know there have been times where i don't know explain i don't i don't know how to explain what i'm doing i just know i feel like i'm doing something right Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, it sounds very hippy dippy but uh you get it and it feels like primal with dogs because you see how they move and they tell you what they're thinking with how they're moving mm-hmm. and it just makes sense it does like, especially you know, when, when it dog's nervous you know happy. yeah and especially when you get to know your dog so well with just a look you already know what's happening yeah and yeah how i don't know i find it really interesting everything that was discussed today and hopefully we can look at learn about a little bit more see how we related it to cadejo i think like as we continue with the podcast we're gonna connect more things together and just see how it all like intermingles and also made me think like if when you die and you have a dog does that mean that dog was like your soulmate of dogs like he was your one because he's going to be or she is going to be the one that takes you to the you know but the thing is like I feel that I've connected with more than one dog like I connected with Delilah oh that dog was hardcore with you that dog and I connected so much and like but you 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 haven't really had dogs like that but you haven't connected with any other dog even remotely close to that level you know like like if you think about it like then that goes in the topic of reincarnation like then it goes in that topic of like time and place of reincarnation like does that work you know yeah i don't know i mean bisco and i are pretty connected and like how does that work too because bisco is nothing like delilah really no the thing is delilah was so protective like she was like stoic yeah, she was very on top of me of like what I was doing, who was around me. Pisco is more of a jolly-go-lucky personality versus Delilah. Yeah. 
she's she's a definitely gal. yeah she's, she is a like i feel like her theme song would be like girls just want to have fun for madonna <laughs> you know so my birthday is coming up and i bought those remember joss's shoes yeah yeah okay i bought them in hot pink i just bought them like today oh a couple goodness. hours ago yeah that is gonna be your outfit yeah and i'm gonna buy pisco hot pink leg warmers oh my goodness so we're gonna have like we're gonna try to like sync our outfits that day on purpose oh my god i like how you say you're gonna try like as if she might think she might gonna she might wear a different color that day or something like <laughs> you're gonna try and coordinate we're gonna see what happens guys like we're gonna we're gonna try and make it happen and i'm like dude you're the one ordering it <laughs> so it's gotta happen that is too funny but yeah, guys, well, then that is it for our episodes of Canines in Mesoamerica. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And the following week, we will definitely have Melody back on so she can, yeah. you know, tell us all about her Disney experience because she most probably went to Disneyland again this week. Probably. She just she, she's going to need to decompress after all these papers. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So she definitely will be. And um, and we'll see what our next topic is. I hope you guys enjoy the next one coming. It's about. um scary games i think we even got scared with that one so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got uncomfortable <laughs> i did too yeah like i know it's oh, it's just board games but it was it's spooky it is spooky i was like i need my partner to be here he is not here oh my god i'm scared yeah um but okay guys well it was a pleasure and i hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to follow us on instagram at letters of the ilu and give us a like and share Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.